Thanks for tuning in to the teaching ministry of Mike Hilson, Senior Pastor of New Life Wesleyan Church of La Plata, Maryland. It's a church that plants churches and of Where You Are Church, an online church helping people reconnect with God through practical content and a growing community. Hey, we're glad that you're taking time to listen to this week's message. We hope this teaching helps you love God and love people better every single day. And if you enjoy what you hear today, consider sharing it with someone else. Now, enjoy today's teaching. So today what we want to look at is we want to look at how holiness, the Holy Spirit, learning to love God and love people better every day can actually reform our culture. Look, let's jump back. When we talked last week, we talked about it's about a relationship with the Holy Spirit, not rules. So it's love God, love people better every day. Okay, so so that's what holiness is really all about. Today, what we're going to deal with is what should that do in the culture around us? And look, I don't think I don't think I would get a debate from anybody if I just simply said our culture needs to be reformed. And and quite frankly, I don't think I get a debate from anyone in the U.S., and I don't think I get much of a debate from anyone about anywhere else. Everywhere I've traveled, they feel like their culture needs to be reformed. And so when you go to these places, they're looking for ways not to become like another culture, but to be more reformed and more like Christ inside the culture where they are. Well, how do you do that? Well, I think if you're going to see the Holy Spirit through holiness reform a culture, you've got to let him reform you. Quite frankly, holiness is about a change in the world around me because of a change the Holy Spirit makes inside me. I want to show you an example of this. I want us to unpack it as we go along, because I think it's going to help us. If you go to Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 10, we get this account. It's, it's the whole chapter. It's a very long account of an encounter between Peter and a man named Cornelius. Peter is the head of the church, the only church that exists at the moment, because the church is just born in Acts chapter 2. So Peter is clearly the leader. The church is growing. It says they're, they're adding to their number daily those who are being saved. The church is expanding, becoming more influential, more powerful. Peter is clearly the leader. Cornelius is a, a Roman centurion. He, he's, he's, he represents the oppression that the people in Israel are under from the Romans. So Peter represents the church, represents Jesus in this growing, burgeoning church, while Cornelius represents what is really the past and what is holding them down. That's the, that, that, that's the dynamic you got to look at. Because what God is about to do is God is about to change both of their perspectives on each other and on each other's culture. I want, I want you to see this. So we're in Acts chapter 10, the book of Acts, the 10th chapter. I'm going to start with verse 1. At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the Italian regiment. So he's a soldier with the Roman armies. He and all of his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. One day at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He, directly, he distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord, he asked. The angel answered, Your prayers and gifts of the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa and bring back a man named Simon, who is called Peter. He's staying with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the sea. So this Roman centurion is told by God 
to call to his house. He has to know who Peter is. He has to know that the church is growing. This is a this is a major concern for the Jewish leaders in the area. Therefore, it's a major concern for the Roman leaders because it seems to be causing division and they don't want strife. And so all of a sudden, Cornelius, this Roman centurion, this Roman man that is in charge, this man who represents the occupation of Israel, now needs to call one of the Israelites who the people they've defeated, the people they're holding down, the people that—look, let me, let me be blunt. Cornelius views Jewish people as beneath Roman people. Likewise, Peter views Romans as beneath the Jewish. They both are somewhat racist toward their views toward one another. They both are dealing with this because Cornelius is in charge. We're the most powerful— but 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 Peter is from there. This is our home, and we're the most spiritual. You see what's going on? We're God's people, Peter would say. And, 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 and Cornelius would say, well, but we're the most powerful army. And th- there's, this, there's, this, there's this conflict that would take place. So the, the angel tells Cornelius, go get one of these people that you are over to come speak to you and teach you something. So when the angel who had spoke to him had gone, Cornelius called two of his servants and a devout soldier who was one of his attendants, and he told them everything that had happened, and he sent them to Joppa. He immediately sent off for him. Now, wait, we got to change Peter's mind. About noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat, and while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened and something like a large sheet being let down to the earth by its four corners. It contains all kinds of four-footed animals, as well as reptiles and birds. The voice told him, "'Get up, Peter, kill and eat.'" Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and immediately the sheet was taken back into heaven. Now, what God is doing is God is tapping into Peter's culture and Peter's legalistic culture. There is this food culture. There are these these food restrictions for Jewish people. And God is tapping into that because on this sheet are restricted animals that he can't eat. They're considered unclean. And so Peter says, oh, no, I can't do that, Lord, because I've never eaten anything unclean. And, and, and the voice from heaven, God says to Peter, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. Well, what in the, what, what, Peter, watch. This happened three times, and immediately the sheet was taken back. Verse 17, while Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, what's going on? The men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was and stopped at the gate. They called out asking if Simon, who was known as Peter, was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit says to him, Simon, three men are looking for you, so get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. So Peter went down and said to them, I'm the one you're looking for. Why have you come? They replied and explained what God, what God had said to Cornelius. And verse 23 says, Then Peter invited the men into his house to be his guests. Peter, stay with me now. Stay with me. you got to catch this. this. This is so lost on us in, in today's culture. Peter, who sees himself as spiritually superior to the Romans, invites these Romans into his house for a meal with him, which is not allowed by Jewish law. So now Peter is taking the step of not calling, stay with me, not calling unclean what God has made clean. 
I need you to understand that if God is going to reform culture through our holiness, he must begin by reforming our perspective. We must have a different perspective on the people around us. We cannot look at the world and say, because you act like that, I reject you. Because you dress like that, I reject you. Because you smell like that, I reject you. Because you eat that, I reject you. Because you drink that, I reject you. We can't be like that. The church is not about... It's not about restricting people. It's about drawing people to Jesus. It's about getting people to the Holy Spirit. But in order for that to happen, we must have a redemption, a reformation of our perspective on people. Love God, love people does not mean love my God and love my people. It means love the God of heaven and love all people he created. Somehow our perspective has to change. Our pe- the people God calls us to reach might not look like us. They might act like us they might not talk like us they might not eat like us they might not drink like us they might they may be totally different from us but God still calls us to reach them and we can't call someone else unclean just because they don't match up with our set of rules that's Phariseeism that's what we talked about last week if we try to follow the rules we're going to restrict people from the kingdom when God wants us to draw people into the kingdom of God I think sometimes in holiness churches, holiness becomes about who can't be here, where really what Jesus did was he died so that everyone can be here. And we need to shift the way we think about these things. We need to understand that we need a reformed perspective on the people around us. Now, Cornelius says to Peter in verse 33, It says, so I sent for you immediately, and it was good of you to come. So Peter shows up at Cornelius' house. Cornelius tells the story of what happened. He said, so I sent for you immediately, and by the way, thank you for coming. Do you see what's happening? Two men that would normally be at odds with each other, not even willing to speak to each other, are suddenly being kind to each other and inviting one another into their houses. Peter invites the men that Cornelius sent into his house, and they have a meal together in his house. Not allowed by Jewish law. Peter shows up at Cornelius' house. Cornelius invites him in and, and thanks him for coming. He says, now that we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is. I love this. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. Do you realize that? The issue is not. The issue is not, do they act like me? Do they dress like me? Do they, do they talk like me? Do they eat like me? Do they drink like me? Those aren't the issues. The issue is, are they following Jesus? Are they following the Holy Spirit? When the Holy Spirit calls them, do they listen to the Holy Spirit? When we begin to realize that the Holy Spirit can move in different people in different ways, we, not, we don't just have a Reformed perspective. Stay with me. We become Reformed people. I, I always, when I was younger, I had all these ideas of how church ought to go and what it ought to be like and quality level and everything. I still have all those ideas, right? For me, for me, 
But I have to tell you, in my life, the Lord, the Lord's given, uh, the Lord's given me the ability, uh, the blessing of being able to travel a great deal. I have worshipped in churches in in multiple nations in Africa. I've worshipped in churches in in multiple Caribbean islands. I've worshipped in churches in South America, in Central America, in Asia, on, in Australia. I've worshipped in all these churches, and and I have to tell you, the differences in the cultural way that the gospel is presented are vast. They're, they're vast. You know what's not different? It's still the Word of God from the Bible, and it's still the Holy Spirit leading and guiding, and it's still the blood of Jesus that's saving. Y'all, we've got to stop believing that somehow our culture needs to take over other people's culture. At the same time, we can't go so far away as to say that we shouldn't see any change in culture at all. Everybody hear me. There ought to be a change in our culture because holiness takes charge, because we're following God, because we're following the Holy Spirit. There ought to be a change in the way we deal with people and with the way we deal with each other, the way we perceive people and the way we act as people. There ought to be a shift in that because of the presence of the Holy Spirit and because of the blood of Jesus. It ought to change us in the same way it ought to change other people in their cultures. It doesn't mean I begin to act like someone from sub-Saharan Africa or that someone from sub-Saharan Africa begins to act like me. That's not what we're after. We're after all of us beginning to act more and more like Jesus within the cultures we already have and respecting, not calling anything unclean that God has called clean. We need to understand that. It'll reform us. It'll reform the way we see the world and the way we think about the world. Jump down to verse 44. Peter has preached the sermon to them, has told them about Jesus and what Jesus has done and what Jesus will do. And it says in verse 44, it says, While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers, the Jewish people who had come with Peter, were astonished. They were shocked that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been given and poured out even on Gentiles, on those people. That's how they felt. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, listen to Peter's words, Surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They've received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. Look, there's a reformation. There's got to be a reformed perspective. We've got to see things through God's eyes, through the Holy Spirit's eyes. There's going to be a reform. That's going to change us. We're going to be reformed people because we're going to see the world in different ways. It's only then that we have reformed cultures. Now understand something. Peter and Cornelius did not immediately start eating the same diet or wearing the same clothes or reading the same language or speaking the same language at home. They didn't they did not immediately start they did not start looking like each other. Their cultures were reformed inside of their individual cultures. The the distinctions of their cultures were there. But now Jesus was in both of them. Jesus brought them together. Here's, here's something I want you to understand. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a phrase. I, 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 want to, I want you to capture this phrase, and I want you to hear me out, okay? I want you to hear me out because we live in a world, we live in a world that doesn't understand what I'm about to say. Unity across cultural lines cannot be achieved by celebrating diversity. 
It just can't. If you celebrate diversity, if you make diversity the most important thing, you'll never achieve unity because you're, you're working against it. However, watch. I want you to hear me. Don't, don't, don't freak out. Stay with me. But diversity can be achieved by celebrating unity, celebrating what unifies us. In other words, watch. I don't have to speak the same language as the church I attended in South Korea in order to understand and recognize the presence of the Holy Spirit inside of the room where we were worshiping. I don't have to speak the same language as a church I attended way up in the hills of Guatemala where they don't even they don't even speak they don't even speak Spanish there. It's it's still the 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 old Mayan dialect that they're speaking. I don't have to understand that language in order for the, to recognize the presence of the Holy Spirit in these people as they gather, in order to recognize that that's the Word of God he's reading from, that's the Bible. No, I don't have to eat the same foods as the Philippine church that, that, that fed me foods there. I don't have to eat the same foods as them in order to understand and recognize the presence of the Holy Spirit. I don't have to dress, I don't have to dress like the Mayans in 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 the hills of Guatemala in order to recognize the Holy Spirit. You see what I'm saying? We keep looking at these these things that don't matter. Well, what matters is that Jesus redeems the culture we're in. That doesn't mean he makes that culture like ours or makes ours like somebody else's. It means that Jesus redeems that culture. And then, you know what can happen? Then all of a sudden, all these different cultures, the diversity of God's creation can come together in the unity of God's healing and God's forgiveness and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And you can see this beauty, this power take place. Being part of a, of a denominational family does come with some blessings, and one of them is I've been in multiple services as people from all around the world that, that, that identify as Wesleyans gathered. And they would walk in in some of these older services, and they would carry the flag of their nation, all these flags gathered together. And yet, when we all got in the room, we would begin to sing a song in all different languages, and yet we're all singing and praising and worshiping the same God. In that room, there was a unity in the midst of the diversity that allowed us all to be there celebrating and worshiping one God. Therefore, we learned to love each other. We learned to love God and love one another better every day, even though, you know, we don't eat the same things. We don't use the same language. We don't, we, we don't have the same customs. We don't have the same living styles. We don't have the same houses. We don't have, none of that's the same. But the blood of Jesus and the power and presence of the Holy Spirit and the word of God, that brings unity to all of it together. And each understand God's got to reform us, our perspective. Then he's got to reform us as people so we'll receive that perspective. And when that happens, he can reform the culture we're in without making us act like anybody else. And in the unity of, of the name of Jesus, we will live in diversity and peace because we'll all be following him. Pray with me. Holy Spirit, shift our thinking. Perhaps, Lord, one of us, uh, perhaps many of us, 
are facing a, a, a group, a diverse group that's around us, and we're just not sure how to deal with it. Holy Spirit, redeem our perspective, reform our respected our our perspective, so it, so that it's like yours. Let us see the people around us, not through the judgmental eyes of, eyes of our culture, but through the loving, forgiving eyes of the Holy Spirit. Let us view the world through your lens. Then, Lord, as we see them as men and women and children that you died for, change us. Change us so that we sit without feeling awkward and we sit without feeling judgment. And we, Lord, can have a meal together. We can talk together. We can laugh together. And, Lord, in the end, don't redeem our culture to make it look like somebody else's and don't redeem somebody else's culture to make it look like ours. But Lord, take all of us and make us think and act and speak more and more ever increasingly like you. And we'll give you praise. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you again for joining us. We hope that this resource helped you in your journey towards loving God and loving people better every single day. If you enjoyed this, please take a second, share it with your friends. And last, we wanted to give a special thanks to all of you who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you all that this is possible. And if you'd like to learn more about how to partner with us financially, go ahead and click give for more information. We appreciate anything that you can do to help. So thanks again for being a member of our online family. We love serving Jesus with you.